Mark chapter 11, we reach a crucial point in his proclamation of the good news about Jesus. The Messiah has at last reached Jerusalem. And the week leading to his crucifixion and to his resurrection has now begun. And as soon as Jesus gets to Jerusalem, he doesn't waste any time, but he immediately starts to clean house. In Mark chapter 11 and verse 11, we read, And he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. But when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. And they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he was teaching them and saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. And the chief priests and scribes heard it, and were seeking a way to destroy him, for they feared him, because all the crowd was astonished at his teaching. And when evening came, they went out of the city. When Jesus first arrived triumphantly in Jerusalem with crowds shouting and welcoming him, he starts with a quiet visit to the temple to walk there himself in that place that David had planned, that Solomon had built, that had been expanded to a level of incredible physical grandeur under the reign of Herod in their own day. And as he looked around there, he then withdrew with his disciples. But when he came back the next day, some big things started to happen. The episode that Mark records with the fig leaf is an unusual one for a lot of us. Some people even find it problematic, not understanding why Jesus would smite some poor plant like that. But there's a larger metaphor that Jesus, in the vein of prophets, God's spokespeople throughout history have shown where he is acting out part of what he has come there to Jerusalem to do. Because in many ways, Jerusalem, that temple, those religious authorities were like that fig leaf. They should have been bearing fruit. They should have been nourishing the entire world as an example of who the true God is and why it is so good to belong to him. But they'd been failing to do that. They were leafy. They looked alive. But they hadn't been producing what God had cut them to. And in the next scene, after Jesus cursed the fig tree, we see why. Because even there in the temple, while the rituals that Moses had commanded in their law were being fulfilled, sacrifices were being offered in accordance to the regulations that those sacrifices were meant to be offered, it had turned into a whole enterprise for making money. The focus had entirely been placed on the logistics of the sacrifices themselves. 
getting completely disconnected from the one to whom the sacrifices was offered to the purpose for which that sacrifice was to be offered the forgiveness of sins the expression of thanks the temple meant to be a place where god's realm and our realm overlap where we get to experience a little bit of god's presence here on earth as it would be in heaven instead had become a den of robbers instead of being a place that drew people from all over the world to come know the true god the god who created them the god who loved them and wanted good for them it had become a place for the wealthy and influential to just line their pockets further to strut in the light of their own glory rather than to proclaim god so when jesus steps into that temple he cleans house he overturns the tables. He drives out the money changers. He makes a powerful, once again, prophetic demonstration of how God saw things. And there might be sacrifices offered. There might be rules followed. But if it's separated from the purpose that God intended for his glory to be proclaimed before all the earth, then it didn't matter. It was all wrong. Now, as one might expect, while Jesus and his followers viewed that action as a zealous cleansing, an accomplishment of what God wanted, the people who benefited from the world as it was, the people who had prominence and authority and money because of the way the world was, took issue with what Jesus did. They were looking for whatever way they could to stop him from overturning those tables, overturning those apple carts, so to speak, that they themselves benefited from. And we can see moving in motion now events that will ultimately lead to Jesus giving himself as that sacrifice for the cleansing of all of our sins. Yet as we come to know Jesus through Mark's gospel, as we marvel at his incredible power, his amazing teaching, the great compassion and mercy he showed to people, recognize that there's no way to know Jesus without knowing this too. He looks at God's people and he wants to see fruit. There are purposes for which he gives us commands and he doesn't want to simply see us going through the motions but he wants to see us making a difference not just following rules but experiencing God's presence and glorifying him before others and if we don't do that it doesn't matter what our heritage is it doesn't matter what our position is it doesn't matter how much scripture we know if we aren't fulfilling God's purposes Jesus will clean house he'll have words for us so it's so important that as we come to know him we let him do that cleansing we let him tell us who we're meant to be. And even when it seems hard, even when it seems drastic, even when it seems intense, we follow him so that we can be cleansed into who God wants us to be.